0: You're going to see. Hey, we're going live. We're going live. Do it, Pete. Going live.
1: We should be live. Wait, we live? We should be, yeah. No fanfare? No drum roll? No
0: fanfare, no drum roll, no intro videos. You know what? I
2: missed the studio.
0: Me I too. did, I too. I think everybody else dudes too. <laughs> they miss everything going outside.
2: Man, it's getting so crazy. They told me at my uh, day job this week that if anybody got within six feet of each other, they'd send them both home.
0: Oh wow. Yeah. You know what they told me at my job today? Huh? You know what they told me at my job today? What's that? They said that you're no longer be working for the remainder of the year because I work at a school. Man, yeah. Kristen,
2: got, Kristen got laid off too. I Officially mean, today she's on furlough.
0: That's crazy. It's, it's it's really crazy and scary. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: but, but you know, I was reading. Um, a blog by Bill Gates earlier today mm-hmm. and basically he was just saying that this is the only way to really just get get it going is for everybody to shut
0: down for like 30 days shut I mean it's just like we need people to actually stay home you know, you know what
2: they're asking
0: yeah
1: and you know this comes from Bill friggin gates Alright, my work is done. Let's start the show. No more coronavirus horse shit. Coach Carvey, how the hell are you guys?
2: I'm missing you.
1: I'm missing everybody. (laughs) I'm missing everybody. (laughs) You just want to get away from those badass kids you got. Those
0: those baby kids. (laughs) I'm in another room right now. (laughs)
2: I was driving home from work the other day And got a flat tire And you don't know how glad I was To be able to get some alone time
1: (laughs) That's funny (laughs) Hey we got Garrison Wooding with us He's a truck driver Hey Garrison Thank you for for keeping the country
0: running, running brother yeah, man, be careful, brother, but thank you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, friend.
1: But anyways,
0: oh.
1: all right, Coach Carvey, uh, your guys' assignment this week was to do a mock draft, um, Indianapolis Colts only. Mm-hmm. Yes, now, one through
2: seven.
1: Yeah, right. Um. Now, the way I want to kind of point this is, Coach, we'll let you go first, and then Carvey, and then me, and we'll do it pick by pick by pick by pick, and we'll laugh at each other and have a good time. And then okay. if somebody joins in and they want to say whatever they want to say, on that um, I got it on. I got Facebook up on Tony's big screen, so I'll be able to see the comments today. So that way we, yeah, well, that way we can get all our friends back into the fold of the show. You know, because that's one of the fun things about our show is you know we actually want. Viewer participation. We love talking with these guys and, you know, throwing meat on the table and everybody eating and having fun. So I was really excited to be able to get that taken care of too. Uh, But anyways, Coach, uh, Chris Ballard traded for DeForest Buckner for the 13th pick. So his second pick was going to be number 34, second pick in the second round. Who you got?
2: So I'm going to take all the suspense out of all the – Colts fans out there, that are worried about our long-term quarterback solution, and I think we're going to go with at thirty-four with Jordan Love from Utah State. Boom. He's a three-year starter. Uh, for his career, sixty-one percent, eighty-six hundred passing yards, sixty touchdowns for his career, twenty-nine interceptions. That's the only thing I saw that I didn't really like is touchdown to pass uh, to interception ratio is not it's not stellar. But I think he's uh, he's very athletic. He's coachable, and he seems to fit into what Frank Reich likes to do. So that's my pick for number thirty-four.
0: What do you think about that, Carter? I totally agree with that one. Uh, uh, that that be honest, that is my pick right there for number thirty-four. Is Jordan Love? Um, I agree what you're saying with his number-wise, but and you say he's very coachable, and also him coming aboard and also learning from a vet, from like Phillip Rivers, and uh, you have Frank as the head coach, I think that he will be in good hands where he could turn out phenomenal, where he could be just mind-blowing. High upside, but I definitely think he's a project. Yes, I I, I totally agree. He, he is a project. I mean, he's not going to come off rip in, this, uh, in the game where just like, On fire. I think he will have to develop and get better, but I think he's one hot quarterback that everybody's trying to get a piece of. That he's a quarterback.
1: Well, I've got a quarterback also, but I got Jalen Hurts. I'm still sticking with Jalen Hurts. Uh, I know in a lot of other mock drafts, he's fought, he's fell a lot farther. Um, but I honestly, I just don't think that kid's going to fall that damn far. He's not falling. A few picks out of the second round, let alone the third, fourth round, where I've seen him in some other mock drafts. Um, and I honestly think he's better than Jay, uh, Jordan Love. I like I like
2: Jalen like Hurts a lot. I think. It, I, it, go ahead.
1: It, If Jalen Love and, Jord, and Jordan, Jalen, Jalen Hurts and Jordan Love, man, that was an ass backwards <laughs> moment. <laughs> If they both were available at 34-pick, I think Ballard goes with Hurts. He's he's just got more experience playing in the high-pressure games against the high-pressure high, high pressure teams versus a Utah State quarterback that plays Mountain West teams. You know, Jalen Hurts played at Alabama, so he's played everybody in the SEC. Then he goes to Oklahoma, and he's still playing everybody. You know he's playing top-ranked defenses and he's having major success, and I think that his strength of schedule alone puts him well above uh, Jordan Love.
0: Can I can I say something about that?
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why reason why I I think he's going with Jordan Love. Is because the fact that he's trying to change somewhat the system over in Annapolis coast, he tried to try something new and you know, nothing gets uh, the court pocket uh, quarterbacks and whatnot, but I think that he's going to try something new and with uh, Jordan love, he sees a little bit of Patrick Mahomes in him. So that's why he's like, you know what, I'm gonna change it up and I'm going to try this person out. So that's what I'm thinking.
1: All right. Now so, Carvey, let me ask you this, Yes, sir. who, Would mirror Patrick Mahomes more, Jordan Love or Jalen Hurts?
0: Jordan Love. Jordan Love. I I I think I think Jalen Jalen Hurts does. See, now Jalen Hurts, he is good. He could run, but he's not as mobile as how uh, Jordan Love and Patrick Mahomes is. He could run. Don't get wrong, but I think that he is more. I ain't gonna say a Cam Newton, like a Jameson Winston, you could say. Mobile. Okay. Class. Okay. But Patrick Mahomes' magic fairy pixie dust
1: that he sprinkles on the field is making the plays outside of the pocket on the run. That's what Jalen Hurts can do.
2: Well, well, a lot, lot better than he does the pass. One more time, Coach. I said I think Jalen Hurts runs a lot more to run than he does to run to pass. He had a 1,266 rushing yards last season, and I mean that put him in the. I, I believe he was in the top ten rushers in the nation. So he's more of a, a Lamar Jackson style uh, quarterback than he would be, like Jalen Hurts. I throw out. Patrick Mahomes, I believe. Okay,
0: yeah. and and I I think that that put him in the category as Jameson Wilson, Art, Cam Newton. You know, always a, a Russian QB first. He rushed first before he passed, you know. So
1: All that's right. what I well, we're, we're evidently you two have been sleeping in the same damn bed and, <laughs> and, and left me out. So we're going to disagree on that. And I'm writing everybody's responses down. So now, now the next question I want to start with, Carvey, is how did you come up with your mock draft? Give me, well, give, give, go ahead and give me your your, your game plan here and how you came up with your mock draft.
0: All right, so I do my mock draft. I talk to certain uh, different analysts, one's local, one we, we know, and I also just, I do my research. I look at different analysts that does mock drafts and hear what they say, compare, and I compare them with mine. And there's a lot of different analysts that says that they're going to get Jordan jo, uh, Jordan Love, but I also see that people, see people keep picking uh jacob eason over jordan love i've been looking at different people and seeing what they're saying and i compare with mine and i'm seeing more jordan love over other qbs so that's why i believe that he's going to be the one that we're going to pick up and also that rumor saying that uh loves jordan love
1: okay so
0: you can, you just kind
1: of bounce what, what everybody else is doing, and then you and you're inserting yours and your thought process with it. All right, yeah. I got I got you, Coach. How do you how do you come up with your formula for your mock drafts?
2: So basically, I went through and I based mine because it's just this is entertainment purposes only. <laughs> <laughs> I based mine uh, off of team need versus available talent. And I, I, I rated players, you know, by position, one through 25 or 30, or however many players I felt like were going to be needed in the draft. Looked where they were ranked in some of the big boards with uh, Mel Kuyper and Mike Mayock, a couple others, and then uh, averaged them out and got a point system going, and then I actually drew from that. So I, I put a little work into it. But uh, that was mostly for the first round. So I already had a lot of the players pulled up for the first round, and I went back and looked at how how uh the remaining players were left. And that's that's where I went from there.
1: Okay, nice. That's a a point system in a draft, that that is a lot of work. Yes it is. Now mine I took I took my top picks from the first the first round and i deleted them out of mine and then i started looking at team needs versus best available and so that and then i just kind of plugged in several uh, i plug in this name like man that's that's uh, probably not going to work there nah, i doubt if this guy's going to hang in there so it was a lot of guesswork really so but like you said it, it's entertainment purposes um are we going to do the the draft, the first-round draft competition again?
2: Man, I'd love to. If if we could get people to do it, But I mean, right now, do we even know? Are they going to televise it still?
1: Yeah, yeah. That, from what I've heard, they're still going to televise it.
2: And it's still going to be on the 23rd?
0: Yep. So um, my question is this. My thing, question is this: Are people, are the athletes, still going to come out and shake his hand? Which I strongly doubt it. Are they going to be at home? Or so they going to more likely be at home?
1: Yep, more than likely. And the NFL is going to take thirty-two camera crews to thirty-two different people's homes.
2: Is going to be more than thirty-two? Well, it'd be thirty-two for the first first round.
1: round.
0: But so they, how do they know who's going to get picked? <laughs>
2: It's gonna oh. be more
0: than thirty-two. <laughs> I think they' gonna yeah. That is a good question because remember that one year where we picked up uh, uh, who's that one wide receiver that went over to uh, New England that no one had heard of? Philip Dorsett. Yeah, Philip Dorsett. Like who? <laughs> they, they said
1: that when they they announced Darius Leonard's name too. Yeah, they were like who? But that's why the that's why you hand the card. To an NFL official, he takes it backstage. The NFL gets to read it first. They get on the phone. All right, Indianapolis is picking. Blah blah blah. Who who's
0: who's our guy there? We need you to go live with this yeah. thing. Go live. <laughs> okay. I,
1: so I, they I, they've always got a few seconds ahead of everybody else with the knowledge with the information on who right. we're picking. Uh, but you're right, coach. They probably have camera crews. And just about everybody's house ready to...
0: <laughs> be crazy.
1: Ready to go. Alright, Carvey.
0: 44th pick. Uh, 44th pick, I'm going to go with wide receiver. And my 44th pick, I go with T. Higgins. That's going to be the one that I believe that we're going to get him because T. Higgins is a very a good prospect. He's good size, uh, can catch, can be very explosive. So... I'm going if he makes it. I I got T Higgins. Okay, coach. I think if T
2: Higgins is available, I think he's a wonderful pick. Uh, but I don't have him making it that far. I have him going at number twenty-one to the Eagles. Okay. So my my best available at that point in the draft, I've got Denzel Mims from Baylor. Hmm. Big, he's got big hands, he's a good route runner, he's physical. Uh, he's something the Colts haven't had probably since Reggie Wayne. Somebody of that size and, and style of play. He'll go perfect on the outside. I think having having him out there along with T. Y. Hilton on the outside and then having Paris Campbell on the slot, it's it, it'd be nice it be a nice combination.
1: Who who'd you so, say
2: what was that name, Coach? Paris Campbell.
1: No, who'd you pick?
2: Oh, Denzel Mims from Baylor. hmm That was the he one. Had, I think he had 13 or 15 touchdowns this past season in 12 games, in 13 games. So he's pretty solid. I like him in the red zone. He's he's not going to necessarily blow the doors off of your defense and just run past you, but he's, he's a solid route runner and he's good at uh, bodying people up.
1: See, I'm like you, Coach. I got, I have Higgins going 18 in the first round to Miami. So he didn't make it to my second round. If he did, he would definitely be my first pick oh, at, yeah. at wide receivers. And my, my next two picks were really, really hard to put one over the other. So I'm going to piggyback off of this pick into my next pick because they were so damn hard, and then we'll get into your guys' 75th pick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But my second pick, I got him going, uh, Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. He's big. He's fast. He's 6'4", 230, 38 pounds, 39 pounds, something like that. He's a
2: physical freak.
1: He, he's yeah. big. He's physical. He can play that inside slot. I mean, my God, this this kid is just very, very versatile. And and I love his highlight tapes. Loved his highlight tapes. But and, and this next name is real hard for my seventy fifth pick. Laboski, Chanute. Did, I know
0: exactly you're talking. Did, about you. did I say it almost close? He was close. He was close. Uh, yeah, I know
1: exactly what he's saying. But it was either going him ahead of Chase Claypool, and then Chase Claypool, or Chase Claypool and then Chanute.
2: So from, Chenault from uh, he's from Colorado. Colorado, so he's, correct. He's very solid. He reminds me a lot of Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's and fast.
1: He's 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 physical. He gets to the ball. Uh, and in the highlight tapes that I've seen of him, you ain't you ain't beating him out of the ball. If they yeah. got a defender that's stuck on him like glue, he's beating. He's ripping that ball out of the their hands and coming down with it. You just right. you can't coach that. It's you know that's just that passion to get that ball to make that play. And to me, I love that. I love watching his highlight reels. Um, I think the only reason I took well, there's two reasons I took uh, Claypool over him is one, I'm a Notre Dame fan, <laughs> <laughs> and two, he's got he's got more size on him than he does Chanute. Okay, I well, yeah, I can see that. Carpet,
0: who you got for seventy five? Uh my seventy five pick. I have Jonah Jackson. He's an offensive lineman. Now, reason why you know I picked him because you know Ballard. He loved his offensive line protect the quarterback, right? That's what it's that all one about. From
2: Ohio State.
0: I'm sorry. Is he from Ohio State? Yes. Yes. Okay. So yes, that yes, and he's he's. Big onside, and we need depth on that offensive line. So that's who I say he will probably pick up with the 75th pick is Jonah Jackson.
2: Solid. I like that one. Coach? I went with uh, a defensive back, a corner from Louisiana Tech, Amick Robertson. He's a (laughs) three-year starter, and in three years he's got 14 touchdowns, or 14 interceptions, three touchdowns. Two forced fumbles and two fumble recoveries. He's a playmaker. I really like him. I think he fits perfect into our our system, and that's why I went with him.
1: Okay, Coach, go ahead and piggyback and give me your 122nd pick.
2: With the 122nd pick, I went with Sadiq Charles, offensive tackle from LSU. Now, I, I don't know if you guys watched a lot of LSU this year, but they ended up winning the uh, Joe Joe Moore Award for Best Offensive Line in the Country, and he anchored them at left tackle. So I think he's pretty solid. There's some questions about uh, uh, discipline with him, but being picked in the, I believe that's the fourth round, I think you can kind of take a risk at it, and especially considering he's a depth pick, he might actually end up, He's a boomer bust.
1: Carmen who's your hundred and
0: twenty first? My hundred and twenty second pick is Alton Robinson from Syracuse, the edge. He's an edge rusher. Uh Robinson, if he survived that make it that far, he could he's got that burst and he's very athletic. And I think he'd be good in our our system. If we don't pick up Javion Clowney, I believe that we will pick him up because he's a good some a good Player that we can develop and make will fit right in our system. I
2: definitely think we need depth on the defensive line. You mm-hmm. never have enough defensive linemen or offensive linemen, so I think that's that's a solid pick and a good place to pick.
1: My hundred and twenty-second pick, I got J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State.
2: Ooh, he went
1: flashy. <laughs> he, to me, he's falling that far only because of the running back position. Not because of his talent, but because of that position. And what he can do with Mac in our backfield. You get him with a real cheap price. You're in the, the late fourth round at that yeah. at that pick. You're getting him at a great price. You're gonna lock him into a rookie contract for four years. You know what I mean? It's it, you got a playmaker. You got a. You definitely got a playmaker. Um, I don't. I don't know how many games Mac has missed because of injuries, but he's missed more than one. You know, yeah. and I. And I'm not the guy to say you know somebody's made out of glass or they're prone to injuries, because I know it's a full contact sport. You got grown men hitting you at twenty something miles an hour. You're going to get hurt. It, it's just the way it is. So. Getting you talk you just talked about coach having depth on that O line, to me your skill positions have to be even deeper. So putting him in as an R B three, if he's available at this spot, made a lot of sense to me.
2: Well, I think if you get JK Dobbins to come and play in Indianapolis, he's an R B two and he may be pushing for R B one right away.
0: Yes. That's very good. That, I like that. I really do like he, that. He can, he can
1: definitely fight for that position without, yeah. a, without a doubt. But when you draft him, you're thinking RB3, get into training camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. See where his uh, competitiveness is, see what he wants to do, and then his true colors will show out and his true spot will show.
2: But, yeah, I saw a lot of uh, J.K. Dobbins last season, and the only the only negative I saw with him was – He's, uh He's got some ball security issues, but I think that, that can be fixed at the next level.
1: That can definitely be fixed. It should have yeah, been fixed in college, but...
0: Yeah, definitely. But oh. you know what they said, sometimes the the biggest, the dominant rough comes at this part of the draft, at around this time, where around these picks. Yes.
1: Honestly, I doubt if he's going to be there for us at this pick, but we'll see. But... That's why I I put him in that spot. Okay. okay. All right, Carvey, we're gonna bounce back to you uh pick number one sixty.
0: Yes, one sixty. I'm going back to offensive tight end, Dalton. Knee is it knee knee? Come on, man. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounced his name. But uh, in the combine, he 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 did a good job. As the tight end, he did a good job and he'll be available at that time. Uh, he's not, I say he's not ready to be a starter, but develop him and get him right. I believe he will be a nice asset to the coach. All right, coach. So I, I also went
2: tight end at that pick. Carve, you gotta quit looking over my shoulder when I'm writing these down. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: I told everybody y'all been sleeping together.
2: <laughs> I didn't I didn't go with this the same player. I I went with uh, tight end out of Arkansas, Cheyenne O'Grady. Ooh. So <clears throat> I think he'll be available. He's he had twelve touchdowns over his career, about a thousand yards. He's really physical off the edge. He's a good blocker. I think he'd be a good number two tight end. And coming in the fifth round, I think you can take a take a risk on him because he ha- he also also had some uh, discipline issues and got suspended for two games last season. Mm.
1: This is where I went back to the defensive line, getting that depth, and I went with. I'm not even going to try to kill this man's first name. Uh, <laughs> Jenkins, out of Alabama, Defe- okay. defensive end, um, Al- Alfre Alfrene or something. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sorry if he watches the show. I apologize. <laughs> I do know his last name's Jenkins. He played for Alabama. The kid's a stud. He's quick. He's quick off the snap, and he gets to the ball. I, I, I like the kid. And, and he's going to bring a lot of good depth. And with some of the the veterans that we're getting now, with Buckner, Houston, um, what's the other one? Day. Day, Sheldon Day. You know Day. what I mean? Tamiko Touré. Touré's going to be back. All them guys, he's, he's going to learn from a great group of people. So, And he's going to bring in that depth. Yes. So that's where I went with that one. Uh, Coach, 193rd. 193.
2: Okay, out of all the picks that I researched and I picked this one, this one was the most fun to me. Coming in the sixth round, I took Derek Tuska. He's an edge rusher from North Dakota State. And I know You're looking at me crazy, both of you. So this guy's 6'4", 251, and literally had no stats listed on the internet. (laughs) I had to go through and dig and dig and dig on this guy, but everybody kept putting him up on their big boards. So I was like, who is this kid? So I looked him up. I found some of his his, uh, highlight film, and he's just – he's like – of a water bug playing defensive end, so he's just out there just motoring around. And then I looked at his combine numbers, and this guy's got insane combine numbers. He ran a four seven nine forty at six four and two fifty one. He was number five all time in sacks at North Dakota State. Hmm. He finished seventh or better in his position group in the forty, the vertical jump, broad jump, short shuttle. And he did twenty-four reps on the bench press. Damn. He was top ten in the three coding drill for defensive linemen since two thousand and six. So this guy he's he's got athlete written all over him. And I believe with his size, he could play defensive end or linebacker. Which makes him perfect in, in the sixth round to be able to come in and play special teams he can come in and play on your punt team, your punt return team, kickoff. He can come in and, and and sub in for uh guys like like Anthony Walker and and even on the end with uh Toure and Houston. So I think he he's going to be a lot of fun if we can get our hands on him. I'm going to be watching for his name in the draft.
1: Is that that is that going to be the EJ Speed pick of the
2: draft this year? Everybody's <laughs> like, "Who's this kid? What what's, what what?" That, that'll be my EJ Speed pick. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be Chris Ballard.
1: Carve, who'd you get?
0: Uh, okay, I'm going back to offense. Uh, offense, okay? So, as we know, Anthony Costano, Costalo, whatever his name is. I can't stand him. That. <laughs>
2: Costanzo. <Costanigan.
0: laughs> but, you know, he, he, as you can see, he was debating on retiring or not, and he's about to retire, right? So we need to find his successor. So with that pick, I went with Alex Taylor from South Carolina State. I mean, he's huge on a good size, and he could be a good uh, successor for for his position. Draft him, train him, and when he's ready to retire, boom, we got somebody right there to fill the spot. Good thinking. Uh,
1: Good thinking. Uh, I'm on that lines of thinking, just not yet. Not yet. Just not Not yet. yet. Not yet. For my 193rd pick, I went with a cornerback hmm. out of Nebraska by the name of Lamar Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) That one, (laughs) man. If you guys get time, go watch his tapes. This friggin' kid is a monster. He is all over the field. He sticks to you like glue. He can come in on uh, the cornerback blitz. He's not afraid to hit. Oh, my God. He knows how to intercept the ball. Man, I fell in love with this kid. Absolutely fell in love with him. After seeing, watching his highlights, I want to bump him up higher in my... In my picks, but I know our need for wide receiver and our offensive backs is pretty great, so that's why I don't know if I could push him up there. But man, this this kid's gonna make a name for himself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's gonna steal attention from Lamar Jackson out of Baltimore. <laughs>
2: he's he's gonna have to have a two put on the back of his jersey. Something. <laughs>
0: We have we'll have our own we'll have our own uh, Lamar Jackson in Indianapolis. Yeah,
1: but that's who I went. But if you get a chance, go check out his highlights, man. The kid was fun as hell to watch. Okay. Awesome. All right, coach, coming back to you with our last pick, the 197th round for the Indianapolis Colts. Your pick is
2: my Colts, Mister Irrelevant, is. A safety out of Iowa, and I went this way because I, I feel like the Colts have had good luck with Iowa safeties. I went with Geno Stone. He's uh for his career had 126 tackles, a sack, six interceptions, a touchdown, seven passes, defense, and four force fumbles. He's an impact player, he can play in the slot, and he can also play strong safety. So I like him a lot.
1: And you know, Ballard loves those multi-position guys. Yeah, Absolutely he loves those those kind of picks. So
2: good, good. I'll I'll have to go look up. I haven't heard of Geno Stone yet. I'll have to go look up for him. Yeah, he's a Big Ten guy, so he's used to playing big-time football. He's he's in a good conference. He's seen good competition. He'll, I think he'll step up, and he he's got a good chance of making the team. Good Garvey, uh,
0: with the ninety-seven pick. This is, you know, he's missed Relevant, but I think this guy's going to shine when he gets in the league. Uh, I pick Carvey Jackson. <laughs> nah, I was joking. I to yeah, say, have
1: you seen that guy? Is forty? His <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
0: forty? times. <laughs> thirty-three
2: seconds.
0: First of all, first of all, that is a lie, everybody. Friends, I'm telling you right now. I ran a four. Forty flat. <laughs> Four minute forty? No. <laughs> no. Nah, first time I ran five. Five uh, five twenty? Five but so, and, and it
1: was
0: twenty point five. Oh you <laughs> lie. You lie. You lie. Boy yeah. I was there. You lie again. <laughs> <laughs> But nah, okay. For my ninety-seven pick, 197. ninety-seven, hundred. I'm sorry, hundred ninety-seven pick. I went with defense cornerback A.J. Green from Oklahoma State. That who I went with. Uh, I mean, during the Senior Bowl, he he shined pretty well. Yes, he have some work to work on, but I believe that he probably caught Ballard's eye. So I'm going with A.J. Green, one hundred ninety-seven pick. Carvey, I think he
1: caught the eye of a few other people. I don't know if he'll make it that far down. That, I, kid, that kid has got two front pockets tough. full of talent. He's
0: tough. See, my thing is this, though. I was going to say Lamar Jackson, but I don't see Lamar, Lamar Jackson going that deep into the draft. Like, I think Probably I mean, not. So that's why I say I pick A.J. Green. You know, But if he falls into our lap... I'll be happy to take him.
1: You know, one thing we all got to remember, too, is we're not doing the entire league here. You know, we're not checking out Miami's 18 fucking picks they've got this year and all the position they – well, you're special. You've been furloughed for the last two weeks, so you had all this time. You're out there building squirrel benches and shit. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, I know I don't – I like these guys that I picked. Can I see him coming down this low? I would seriously doubt it. Uh, there's just too much talent for other teams not to grab them that could get to them before us. But, you know, you never know. Coach, uh, you got Chino Stone. Carver, you had uh, A.J. Green. And mine – is offensive tackle. This is where I'm coming back to piggyback on you, Carvey, and what you said. Um, Josh Jones out of Houston to be Costanzo's replacement and to be a little depth for the line. He's he's pretty versatile. You know, you can put him in guard if you need to.
2: Um, I he's a big boy. He's a big old boy. You like them big old boys? You're damn right pounds, <laughs> baby. <laughs>
0: uh, but uh, there is a rumor, like I said earlier, I mentioned to you guys before we get on show that uh, there's a possibility that if, like you said, Jordan Love is ranked number three of quarterbacks, yeah, he may go beforehand. I'm rumors hearing that Coach may trade up to pick him up, and he may trade with the 49ers.
1: So, what are we going to trade to get back our 13th pick?
0: That's a good question right there. That I do not know.
1: I mean, if that, was, if that was really the thought process of Ballard, that you can get Jordan Love at 13 in the position that he plays, why would you trade that away in the first place? Mm-hmm. See, to me, that rumor has no
0: merit. See, but my thing is this. If the Colts get Jordan Love, then you already know Jacoby's out the door. I think Jacoby's
2: out the door anyway. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, because... Because
1: have you, have you seen how they're talking about him? Oh, Jacoby's going to play five, seven snaps in, in our... We really value Jacoby. This is talk of... Hey, it's time to step, step away. You're not happy. We're not happy. But we've seen it in other teams we've seen the language come from other players <clears throat> i don't know i mean i'm not ballard i don't i'm not a fly in the wall in his office but just the 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 way they're talking right now
0: they're softening him up for the big blow yeah i think he's ready i think he's ready to go i'll be honest i i wouldn't be surprised to see if he goes back to new england i wouldn't either I wouldn't be surprised at all, um,
1: and I would be upset if I was Jacoby too, because I came here in a trade deal, yes, but I put my heart and soul into this. I, I waited my time. Uh, yeah, the timing wasn't exactly right for me to get my my time in the limelight, but when I did, you know, I done this, I done this, and I done that and for them to just walk away from Jacoby because he had a real bad second part of the season. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. What was it that you see now to Jacoby at the beginning that you couldn't see at the end of the last year that you're ready to jump ship from
0: him? So if I'm Jacoby, I'm upset. Right. See, here's my thing. Jacoby, he, he did what he had to do but like like you said after the second half I mean like where was the Jacoby at where was where is that fire at where is that strive that that? oh I don't be wrong I'm not happy with Philip Rivers okay I'm just going to say this right now I'm not happy with Philip Rivers pick but Phillip Rivers have that strive that added to like I want to win like yeah I mean in your face trash talking okay I like that because he wants to win, Jacoby, he's a good leader. I'm not knocking him, but he didn't have that that it. Though, no, like, you know what? I'm gonna take this chance. You know, he wanted to play safe and whatnot, throwing it five, ten yards, not throwing it deep, and look where he got us. Okay, Jacoby, to, to me, Jacoby played like a backup
2: quarterback all season. Facts. Like he was just keeping a seat warm. He didn't play out there like that was his team. He played like I got to do what I can to not mess up rather than going out there and playing to win. He was playing not to lose. I'll agree with that statement
1: after the Pittsburgh game. But before oh, but, but before the Pittsburgh game, that dude was out there bowling.
0: Yes. He he was I mean, he was the Okay, first half, he was balling. Yes, he was. He wanted to prove something like, hey, I can do it. I'm not just any type of backup, you know, like how when Brett Favre left Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers stepped up. And like, who's this guy? And Aaron Rodgers went crazy, you know. But Jacoby, he did good. And then after that, it was like, what happened?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. i seen it. But I don't know what it is. I'm just saying, the Colts have already put three years into Jacoby. And you're ready to jump ship after a half a bad season. There's something something there that nobody else knows but them. If they're ready to jump ship on Jacoby, to take a young quarterback and to reinvest time into, into another new guy, another new young guy. Jacoby's only got three years. This is his fourth year in the league? Fifth? Something like that? Fifth? Yeah, fifth year. No, fourth. Because he was on contract last year out of his rookie deal, which is four years, and then uh, Andrew retired and they extended it two more years. So he's just now going into his fifth year. So he's only got four years senior on one of the uh, quarterback coming out of this year's draft.
0: See, my things is one. I don't think he was actually, actually ready to be that guy. You know, he was put in that position. Like, shit, I'm that guy now. Now he tried to do what he had to do. He had his chance. And I mean, he didn't, he didn't show up, you know, when we like, Hey, we need you to win this game. He wasn't that guy. I think, them wrong. I like Jacoby. I really do. I like Jacoby, but he maybe he wasn't right for our system as a QB. He wasn't that. He may be fit for the New England or somebody else, but I don't think he is right for the coach system. So that's why I think they're gonna get a QB that we can develop right for our system.
1: And and that's a valid point, Carver. Absolutely valid point. And. When he got his chance last year, that's when they seen that he wasn't fitting into our system. Belichick wants you to do things his way and his way only. You know, Frank Wright, I can't say this for sure, but Frank Wright might be out there saying, all right, hey, we're going to start with this, but when you see this breaking down, you know, I need you to make the decision on this and this and this and give him a lot more freedom after the breakdown. Where Belichick says, all right, well, if it breaks down, then you check down. If it breaks down, you do this. And maybe that's the style of Jacoby. I, I don't know. I can't, you know, I don't have that inside-the-locker-room mentality process on this. You know what I'm saying? But I can see the difference in quarterbacks and what they do and the way they're coached. Maybe he was just stuck on that. I don't know. I don't know. What, but
2: what I, what I What I saw... It appeared to me like there was some psychological issues going on as far as, you know, I'm not saying he's crazy or he's lost his confidence or whatever, but when you talk about the communication line between the head coach and the quarterback the quarterback and the rest of the team, I feel like some of that got lost along the way at some point and they weren't on the same page. Because he he stopped throwing the ball downfield. He couldn't find his open receivers. He's throwing the ball into the, the sideline and the fifth row, it and people can say all they want about oh well he was injured. If you're a quarterback and your job is to throw the ball, you can throw the ball if your arm's falling off. I'm sorry, you just can't. Your accuracy is not just going to go away. So there was something there, and to me, it seemed like it was it was
0: communication. I I I agree. He he just you know. I ain't say he gave up, like, oh, man, just keep throwing the ball away. Yeah, he wanted to win, but like you said earlier, he played not to lose. And yeah. I believe that he is – I mean, he just didn't give us his all. Because I guarantee if he – like in the first half, he gave us his all. He gave us his all. But after that little injury, in his knee – and everything, I think he's like, whoa, maybe I'm not going to give you your all. This is not where I want to be at. And then he just like, I'm going give you like 50 or 75%, but not
2: 100%. Well, and, and look at it, too. If you look at him in those first seven games, maybe he's coming into the meeting rooms, you know, on Monday morning. Right. Drunk. Like, oh, good job, Jacoby. Good job. You know, you did this right. You did this right. Everything's great. And in the back, Maybe Frank Reich's talking to the other coaches and being like, hey, we got to get this fixed, but we don't want to shake up his confidence. And then seven weeks into the season, they have a loss against Pittsburgh. He gets injured. All of a sudden, now they're like, okay, look, look, kid. It's, it's time to grow up. We're going to start treating you like a man. you got to start doing shit right. And then that shook his confidence a little bit. Maybe he was afraid to make mistakes at that point.
0: Are you crying? You're still crying in football. <laughs> I thought he was talking to me for a minute. I was <laughs> like, what am I?
1: Am, hey, you guys killed my QB, man. Shut up, motherfucker. <laughs> and and you know the, the the crazy thing is what what you're saying, one hundred percent valid. Is it correct? I don't know yet. We'll we'll see we'll right. see when the last chapter's written. Um and and, and you both said you know you're playing not to lose, and there is a difference if you're playing not to lose and if you're playing to win. There's a big difference between those two styles of play. So, like I said, we're definitely gonna find out um, when when the last chapter's written on that. I know this. Ballard has shown us nothing but greatness. I Ballard has done nothing but shown that he is a a mind manipulator when it comes to this draft to the free agency. You know, he had all this money a couple years ago, spin, spin, spin and he didn't. But this year, he went out and spent and he spent on some friggin' killer ass talent that I never once even thought that would make this team. And he went out and got it. But he he had the capital to do it. So in his seat, he's probably looking at this guy, okay, yeah, he's 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 probably gonna be on the market next year. I want to keep some capital back for him. This guy might be up for a trade. I'm I'm going to need some money for this guy, you know, because when he did the Buckner deal, they redid his contract, and he and Buckner got a a, a pay raise plus San Francisco got our pick. <clears throat> you can only do these kind of things if you've got the wallet to do it. See. You know, look at the Kansas City Chiefs right now. They, what, 177 dollars in cap space? New England's yeah, got got 32 fucking dollars in cap space. What can you build with that? You can't. You can't buy a fucking janitor for what they got in cap space.
2: <laughs>
1: you know. So look at that. To what? And look what Ballard did this year. And what he what he brought in the talent that he's brought in. So if he decides it's not Jacoby's fit here, as much as I like Jacoby, man, I'm gonna give you a salute and and wish you the best. You know, because I'm yeah. you know it's that in-ballard we trust mentality I've got now, because I, I can really sit back and see how this is all playing out, and I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Oh my god. How did you get this guy? Oh, it was because you had this, this, and this, and this. See, <clears throat> but if you would, if you would have busted your nut three years ago, you wouldn't have had nothing to spend it on this this year.
0: See, one thing I could say, Bella is a chess player because we, reason why I say that he thinks 10, 10 steps ahead before anything else. All right, he thinks ahead. He don't just think about right now. Everybody. Ace year before we did something, we got all these people, everybody's like, why don't you go get him? Why don't you get him? You can see how everybody was all upset. Like, he didn't go get yeah. maybe Bell and Antonio Brown. Uh, but he's not, he was smart. Like, for instance, Funches, one year deal. You know, if you're going to come here, I'll pay you minimum, but not too high for one. And then you got to prove yourself. He is smart. He's not going to give you all this money off rip. You got to prove to Prove to me that you want to earn this money and I will give it to you. Now yes. now now where did Funches
1: go? Green Bay. And what did it what was his contract? I'm not one hundred. Two point two. We gave him we gave him ten million last year. So Ballard seen something in him where he wouldn't even give him two million to stay.
2: Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm doing saying? Doing.
1: Yeah. Everybody had a lot of high hopes, you know. Oh, ten million is a good uh, try you out contract. Well, either Green Bay's genius, and they got the best negotiator, and got him down to two point two, or Ballard seen something where he wouldn't even give him two million.
0: Uh, I think Ballard is to the point where he sees. Look, if you ain't gonna do it our way, our system, I'm not gonna keep you. I mean, he proved that with Deion King. Yep. Uh he proved it, as you can see, Eric Ebron. You know, he like, I'm not going if you're not gonna do our way, you're giving up on us and ain't showing us, then we'll let you go. Because we like he said, I want to bring a ring here. He has that winning mentality. He has he all the things he's manifest he's seeing, he's manifesting in right now. Our defense, it's young. Very athletic. I mean, every every from the safety all the way down to the offensive line, they all athletic. I mean, as you could see last year, you seen our our, our defensive line runs fast as our cornerbacks, so they are very athletic. So, our defense is looking more scarier and scarier. And then, do a little tweaks on offense. I mean, hell, we're gonna have a dynasty here soon. We'll see.
1: Yeah. You know, somebody posted um, our defensive roster and with all their ages. Yes. And, and I've been meaning to go back and add it all up and average it out and find out what our average 25. is. It's 25? 25. 25. <clears throat> that's badass. I think Justin yeah. Houston was the old man of the group at, what, 33 or something? Yeah. 31. 31. 31. Yeah, that's – oh, my God.
0: Come yeah. on. How, how old is Xavier Woods now? Xavier Rhodes is twenty-seven. Rhodes, I mean, I said Woods. Rhodes, <laughs> I think WWE. <laughs> I, I do that two or three times a week. Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> but Xavier Rhodes, how, how old is he again? I believe he's twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. So that added on, not only we we still young and we still athletic. So that right there, I love it. I love it. What he's doing. So with these. We we young and we're going to grow together. That's why I love our defense because, like I like I just said, they they they're going to grow together. And growth is something serious. They're not like the old people coming in like, oh well, you got to do it our way, young blood. You know, no, they all growing together. They don't to learn from their mistakes, and that's how they're going to get better. And then next they you know, we're going to have one of the deadliest defense in in the league.
1: Now we do have a special request. Yeah. Today is Malik Hooker's birthday.
2: Oh, Hooker!
1: Anybody want to sing happy birthday to the Hooker?
2: You go for it, Pat. Uh,
1: If I'm going to do it, y'all going to do it.
2: Huh? If I'm going to do it, y'all going to do it.
0: (laughs) Well, what is this, Carve? (laughs) Uh, Nothing. I'm putting my head down because I can't sing.
1: What? And nobody wants to see your face anyways.
0: Oh, but remember, I'm the sexy one.
1: Exactly. <laughs> hey, coach, it's it's time to quit being so soft on this boy.
2: Yeah, I guess so. What, what is he
1: fall asleep? I don't know. No. I think he's trying to show us his good hey, side.
0: People, as you can see, I'm at home. I'm at home. None of my business, just fine. But I'm looking outside, and I just see three officers just walk to his house across the street, so you know. They aren't walking into the house across the street. They're walking over there
2: because they got the address wrong. They're supposed to be your
0: <laughs> address. <laughs> I ain't <do> snit.
1: <laughs> All right. But anyways, everybody here at D-Line is going to wish Malik Hooker a happy birthday. So, happy birthday, Malik Hooker.
0: Happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday. So, I'm going to say this. Uh, the, one of my greatest memory of Malik Hooker is that one-hand interception he got over Philip Rivers. Oh, yeah. That to me... That was one of my best, best memory of Malik Hooker getting that interception.
2: Well, I'm sure they're going to have uh, some conversations about that over a (laughs) stake.
0: No fly
1: zone, baby. No fly zone. Let's see if I can catch up on any. uh... Danny, uh, I can never say Danny's name right. Featherly. Danny, I hope I didn't kill it. Danny. But he says, what's up? He's our friend out of Pittsburgh. We run into him at training camp all the time. Uh, great guy. Uh, brings his wives and kids and grandkids. Big Colts
0: fan. He says yeah. hi. And uh, I, uh, hey, Johnny, because I see that you making comments. So I want to say, hey, Johnny. You know Johnny, Johnny Ray.
1: This uh, is one of the best GMs in the NFL. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he also says he makes contract contact, contact front heavy for flexibility. Contract. For, uh, front heavy for flexibility, he does, and that's smart for that flexibility. So get everybody as much people as I can back into this because I know I'm skipping some over. But that was fun, guys. Uh, the the Colts Stradford.
2: Yeah,
1: have to come up. What are we going to talk about next week?
2: man
0: don't put me on the spot like that no, I, yeah, oh you're hey if don't i'm on the spot that. you're
1: on the spot
0: well i can tell you. how about how this to make a squirrel bench <laughs> how about this everybody <laughs> y'all y'all come up with some ideas again come up with some ideas and whatnot but you know what not what's a yeah. whatnot what not what not like about the weather how hot it is it's warming up out there everybody so what? you know but what,
1: What do you do when it warms up, Carvey?
0: When it's warming up like this, you need car friends. Where do you call? Who's our friends, Pat?
1: Preferred Mechanical.
0: Yes. Preferred Mechanical. Heating and cooling. (laughs) Heating and cooling. Anytime you need your AC or heaters going out, please call friends Preferred Mechanical. But why? Why why
1: should they call, Carvey?
0: Because if you call and mention our show, you get 10% off. 10% off. Again, 10% off if you mention the show D-Line Sports. And how to. Is Pat? Area
1: code
0: 317-924-4042, baby. Yes. Again, mention the show D-Line Sports, and I promise you, everybody, they will take care of you. I guarantee they will. And if they don't, Carve will pay for your new furnace or air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> that is a damn law.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. We're all losing it. <clears throat> all
2: right,
1: Coach, <laughs> final final thoughts here.
2: Oh, final thoughts. Guys, as if it couldn't get any crazier than it already was out there, it's getting crazier by the day. Stay safe. Keep your distance from people. Don't be touching and hugging on people. Yeah, yeah, I see you, Pat. <laughs> but anyway, just be safe. Hey, we
1: need to do the learn how to do the Brady Bunch thing with this setup. There's a story about
0: paid a show gentleman. And then he grabbed his friends. Into the D line sport, the D line sport, dun, 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 the D line. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's how we came the coolest D line sport. Dun, dun, dun. I know that's going on TikTok because
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know I record these shows, right?
0: All
1: yeah. right, <laughs> uh, I coach, I hope I didn't in- interrupt your final thoughts. No man, you're good. Go on, <laughs> Carvey. Final thoughts.
0: Final thoughts. You know, again, like I'm not going to talk about it because I talked about it last week, just like what Pat, what uh, Coach said. But let uh, me talk about football. I'm sticking on football real quick. Everybody, trust Ballard. You know, because the man is a genius. The man is, uh, is, is very smart. He always think ten steps ahead. So you know, don't get discouraged or upset if is a pick that we don't like when it comes up to upcoming draft. You know, just believe him. Trust the process, you know, because great things is going to happen. But until then, everybody, take care of yourself. Call, check on your loved ones. Pat?
1: Damn, that's hard to follow. (laughs) That is absolutely hard to follow. One thing I'm going to say for my final thoughts are... If you're not getting your spring cleaning done, if you're not getting your honeydew list done, you're a dumbass. Because this thing's <laughs> going to eventually end, and then you can't go out with the boys because you got to get this done. you got to get that done. No, my wife's having me clean the closet. Damn it, why didn't you do it when you was on lockdown? Facts. Get your shit done. Keep your sanity. So when this is all over, we can get together, have a cold one or two, or five, or 12, (laughs) and get out to camp, or 10, get out to camp and have a good time. Get back, get back to normal. But anyways, you guys, remember, be good to each other, no drinking and driving. Driving, did that come out, did that come out right? Drinking and driving. driving, no drinking and driving. And yeah, well, not, they
0: ain't going nowhere. They staying at home. They can't go nowhere.
1: Well, hey, they got those little <laughs> electric scooters I've just seen people riding in the house.
2: Don't it's get drunk me. and trip on your front porch.
1: Yeah, somebody's going to get a DUI on one of those
0: things sooner or later. I'm about to go get drunk and sit on my front porch, like, because some stuff going on across the street. I'm, I'm nosy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking like, mm mm-hmm, yeah, you should have paid your bills. <laughs>
1: All right, anyways, you guys be good to each other. No drinking and driving. And as always,
0: go Go Colts. Colts. Holla. I
1: like
0: that. (laughs) I like that. I (laughs) All
1: right, Robert Mathis. Shut her down. All right, everybody. I'll
0: take care. We're done.